And hello again, everybody. My name is Mike Cisneros, and welcome to another edition of Cincy Brewcast. I'm joined tonight by Tina Cisneros. Tina, good evening. Hello. And we're also going to be joined uh, at some point here very soon by the Gnarly Gnome, who is joining us from the Gnarly Gnome Tavern, deep beneath the bowels of the earth, if you will. And uh, he will be bringing us a couple of different uh, segments. He will be joining us in absentia, if you will, for uh, from the beer fridge. And he will also be uh, joining us for a beer in the news segment. So uh, we'd like to kick off right now. We're going to go ahead and listen to the Gnarly Gnome tell us what he found in the beer fridge at the Gnarly Gnome Tavern. So here he is, the Gnarly Gnome. Thank you, guys. Um, it's a little weird doing a From the Beer Fridge segment, sitting here by myself at the Gnarly Gnome Tavern. It's also a little weird doing it at 10 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday, but I'm going to give this my best go. I uh, decided to do a couple different Pilsners. The Moreline Push Reel Pilsner um, just came out in cans, and so I've got some of that in my beer fridge, and then some of the Rheingeist Puma Pilsner also in my beer fridges and uh, another new can from Ryan Geist. So um, that being said too, both of these are really cold because I put them in what I call the cold beer fridge um, because I like Pilsner's cold. So um, they may need to warm up a little bit to really pick out some of the, uh, the flavors, but um, I think I'm going to get a pretty good idea of them here. I'm going to start with the Moreline push reel. This one, um, Let's see, this is a 5% with 30 IBUs, um, and I have tried this a few times in uh, the last couple days here, so I do kind of have a little bit of an idea what I'm in for. Um, it pours really pretty, which um, to me is the fun part about Pilsners, is it's really fun to sit outside and watch the sun kind of filter through them. Um, it is... Kind of like a, a golden straw color, a little bit hazy, um, and a nice big white head on it. I get lots of um, grassy kind of aromas, and maybe even some um, some nice citrus going on too. Um, really pretty beer to look at though, I think is the biggest thing that I get about it. Let's give it a taste. Yeah, the first thing that strikes me about it is the kind of earthy, um, grassy kind of flavors that I get from it. <clears throat> it's really fresh. It uh, it really does make me think of summertime, make you think of, you know, a lawnmower beer, which is, I guess, exactly what they're going for with that push reel mower right on the front of the can. It, uh, it makes you want to sit in the sun and drink a whole bunch of these, which... Yeah, you five know, percent. You can you can drink a few of them, and not uh, feel the effects of it. So, oh, that's delicious. It's um not the style that I think a lot of beer geeks tend to go for when they uh, are looking at the shelf of all of the the craft beers that are available to them. But I think they're doing themselves a disservice. And I know we've talked about that on the show a few times about pilsners and and some of the other loggers that have gotten a bad reputation because of macro lager. And um, this is most definitely not a macro pilsner. It's it's a craft pilsner, and it's delicious. So let's try it with um, the, uh, the Puma now from Rheingeist. At 5.2% and 40 IBUs, so exactly like you would expect from... Rheingeist, it's uh, a little hoppier, or should be a little hoppier. Let's give it a taste and see. Um, again, when you pour it, it is beautiful to look at. It's definitely way lighter in color than the Moreline is. Um, looks to be a little more carbonated, too. It's got a bigger head on it. Um, this is a really clear beer. Um, there's actually not a 
ton of color to it. It's um, like a real light, um, real light straw color, maybe. The aromas are really nice, though. I get a lot of that citrus. And again, some of the uh, the hay or grassiness that uh, that I like from a pilsner. And then with the taste on this one, <clears throat> like we um, kind of expected, you do get a little more of the the citrusy hops, but not a lot. It's not overpowering. It's not something that's going to offend somebody that doesn't like IPAs or doesn't like um, hop bitterness. It's comes off more as a uh, fresh, fruity kind of flavor, I guess. Um, really good. I uh, really wish this would warm up a little quicker to start to get some more of those flavors, but no, they're both really good. Uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to pick a favorite out of the two, because I don't think that's very fair to anybody. They're both um perfect examples of what you want from a pilsner if you're a craft drinker they are still very easy um drinking beers but not they're not boring in any way shape or form there's still a lot going on in these so i'm going to i'm going to say that the the push reel kind of gives you a bigger mouthfeel a little more of that, um, that maybe that uh, cracker kind of breadiness. Whereas the Puma comes off more as um, fresher and fruitier, I guess, is the descriptor that I'm going to go with. So they're both wonderful beers. Not picking a favorite. Um, but they are definitely both worth picking up if you see them on your shelf um, at your local bottle shop. They should both be about the same price, about nine ninety nine for a six-pack. I picked up both of mine from Jungle Gems. So um, pick them up, enjoy them. Let us know what you think on uh, all of our social media channels. Um, thanks for listening. <laughs> All right, Gnome, thank you very much. That's the Gnarly Gnome from the Gnarly Gnome Tavern. Uh, once again, Mike Cisneros, uh, joined by Tina Cisneros here on Cincy Brewcast, here, back here at the Cincy Brewcast studios. And a, a weird thing for this go-round of from the beer fridge, we don't have either one of those beers that Gnome tried. No. <laughs> <laughs> Which we, we think is probably good in a way. But we do have three of our own, and... Uh, we're going to start out with, uh, pick, I picked uh, the, the one up Friday night. I picked the other two up today. We're recording on a Sunday, uh, which is why the gnome's not with us today. Uh, and the, this first one is one that's made a big splash. Uh, it's a brand new release from Taft's Ale House. Not a new release, but a new medium, shall we say. Uh, it is the Nelly's Key Lime Caribbean Ale. And uh, it was released uh, earlier in the week. Uh, in the in the cans in the 12 ounce cans and uh, while i was at taft sale house this afternoon i decided to pick up a six pack and we're kind of keeping it uh, the pilsners is a you know is it's pilsner is a summer lawnmower beer and we kind of keeping it with that theme we have uh this nelly's key lime which is kind of a summery beer light and uh light and i think tasty um you don't seem to think there's you don't seem to think there's enough lime flavor when i first went to taft's the first time i ever went only time uh thus far hey get us out there taft's um <clears throat> they actually didn't have this on draft they were out of it um and so i didn't get to try it but honestly um yeah i'm not really picking up on a lot of the lime flavor i think Maybe I was expecting something different. I was, I mean, yeah, this is stupid and whatever, but I was sort of expecting more of a sweetness, like a key lime pie. 
I don't oh, know. No, Do, no. I mean, and I know what key lime tastes like, but I just sort of was expecting it to maybe be a little bit sweeter, a little bit more, um, you know, along the lines of kind of a dessert beer, maybe. I don't know. Um, so the 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 lime flavor to me is just not happening. Um, you said kind of that you get a little bit of the bitterness, like the pith. A, a little bit of the bitterness, the peel, the peel, the peel, and a little bit of just that bitter. That bitter lime flavor, I think, is uh, is, is what and I'm, I'm getting. And I'm definitely getting a bitterness, but maybe just sort of the lack of sweetness that I was expecting is um, kind of throwing me for a loop. I don't know. No, uh, I would a, drink it. It's good. It's just not what I was expecting it to be. And I will say this. When I, I, I tried it the day after they opened, they opened on opening day, um, April 6th. I went on April 7th, and... Uh, I tried it down there that day, uh, just again as we're trying it here, kind of in a flight glass, and it was a it was I will say that the flavor that day that I had was a lot more pompin than the flavor that I'm getting out of it right now. Hmm. Uh, but I still, you know, I still taste the lime. Uh, it's a little bit cloudy. It's sort of it's the color a, of lime juice. Yeah, even though it's not really a wheat beer, uh, it's a little bit cloudy. Again, a Caribbean ale. Not familiar with the style, so I can't really tell you what you know. What you would, what you would, maybe a, maybe a, maybe a calic or a presidente with with lime maybe. in it. It's yeah. Uh, it's I mean, it's definitely unique. It's doesn't really taste like. But it's but it's an ale, before. and calic and presidente are both uh, lagers. Mm-hmm. So. So well, very good. Anyway. I, I I like it. Like I said, it just wasn't exactly what I was expecting, and it sort of. Caught me off guard, but definitely one, a good beer. Now, one of the things I did when I was down there is uh, is the bartender mixed me uh, some mm. of this with <laughs> the coconut, that. the Culebra cut coconut brown. So and, you put uh, the lime in the coconut. Put the lime in the coconut, and it was it was <laughs> it was pretty damn good. Was it? So, yes, it was. So. Yeah, I've been hearing rumors of that being a thing that they allow there. So. Um. All right, so that's the Nelly's Key Lime Caribbean Style Ale, uh, nine ninety nine a six pack. Uh, I'm, uh, I think it's available in a little bit wider distribution, but definitely available at the Taft Sale House. Uh, and just just a comment room. about the can. Um, it's I haven't seen this before. It's got a little like wrap on it. Well, don't you recall? Uh, like well, you don't recall? No, but, I don't. Um, there's a Second Street Brewing in Santa Fe. Okay. And their cans, I brought, I did bring one back from New Mexico last September, but their cans are also a, a vinyl, kind of a plastic wrap. That's just interesting. Sort of, I've never yeah. seen it before. You're so, kind of used to seeing the. Yeah, just. You know. I, I think that's a less expensive way to do it if you're only going to do a limited run or one oh, or Oh, yeah, two, that makes know. sense. Sure. So, Absolutely. Um, awesome. What's next? Next, we're going to keep with the uh, gnome. Uh, theme uh, they actually released it I guess probably shoot now it's been almost a month ago mm-hmm. which is the 50 West Penny's Pills uh, Tina is not a big fan of the Pilsner style I'm but I a, am I'm that beer geek that Noam was talking about earlier that doesn't really seek out Pilsners I um, am a huge fan of it and um, I, you know I think I think if I think Look, I think if you're a craft brewery, you ought to be able to brew five or six styles pretty solidly. You got to have a decent, and I will say one or the other. You got to have a decent pilsner and or a lager, you know, a stout, an IPA, a brown or an amber, you know, a blonde or a white, something that's you know that that's going to appeal to everybody. And I think I think a pilsner fits that bill pretty perfectly so this is the penny's pills named after their late great uh, penny lane penny lane West. the uh vw microbus and it's in a ma- it's in my mad tree growler but in honor of penny lane my mad tree growler just happens to be orange so which is which is what the color was of uh, penny and uh it goes into my great lakes brewing company pilsner glass I think you ought to use the other one. I think you ought to I use I would like footage. to have a little bit of a more conservative pour, but Well, okay. Well take a take less then. That leaves more for me. I'm gonna tell you right now, as no mentioned, just 
bubble after bubble. That sounds great. Bubble after bubble in there. A nice uh, creamy head. Plenty of carbonation. The beautiful classic, absolutely classic, uh, golden color, crystal clear, and um, and let's give it a, let's give it a go. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> that is that is fine. That is right there. It's got everything that you ever asked that I ever asked for from a pilsner. Nice clean flavor drinkability and it's got that 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 you know i think pilsner is the original hoppy beer it's supposed to have that is that what it is it's got the see because i think this is an interesting we'll touch on it but is it the fact that i get the hops i i taste the hops but without the kind of malt that i'm expecting it's paired with a different malt what yeah. is it? I mean, I, I just don't... I, I, I think that's what it is because... I can't get it. I just... I don't know. So what is it about the Pilsner that you love? Because we all know, um, listeners of the show for sure know, that you are a huge fan of Pilsners. What... I mean, what is it exactly? Can you put a finger on it? Because I think I just pinpointed why I don't like him. I think that's why I do like it. Because it's... it's it's It, it, it gives you a real... I think it gives you a real hop snap on the back end they're always highly carbonated which i which mm-hmm. i enjoy in the style and i and i think that that it's just refreshing it goes down clean you can drink a dozen of them if, a dozen <laughs> it may not sound like it but you can drink a dozen of them if you want to um i just think it's you know i think it's a i think it's an all-purpose style made right I think it's I think it's one of the best one of the one of the best beers you can drink one of the best beers going if you want to sit and drink several beers you know sure and I think I think what the difference is is it, it's not a nail it's a lock you know it's a lock it's it's actually it's a lager they call it pilsner because it comes from pilsen and and I think it uses different malt than the traditional German lager so. Like, see, I think Stroh's back in the day, which, you know, my formative years, one of the one of my all times favorite. I think it they, they called themselves Bohemian style beer, and that's what Pilsner's is 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 a Bohemian is from is from Bohemia, uh, southern. I think it's southern, south southeastern Germany. Uh, Bohemia Czech, is like Czech uh, Republic, yeah, Czech and yeah, the sort of Slavic. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, so I think it's a different kind of malt. I think that's the di- I think that's the difference. Well, I mean, this won't stop me from drinking a little bit more to try and see if I can acquire the taste. I didn't think it would. Plus that fantastic uh, pour sound effect that you've got going on there hey. is really is really happening. So that is the Penny's Pills, and I will set that sort of and, aside. You here know, to just finish. kind of a, a an aside. We have had this. I, what is this? The second Fifty West beer we've had on. Um, in our whole run of the show, we did. Uh, we had the Highway to Hemp Heaven a few shows ago when we had right. the the Brewhouse Dog Bones show. Yes, that's um, And you know, I hadn't been to Fifty West in a while. I've been twice in the past week, and they are really doing it's awesome things. I mean, don't forget about them. Don't sleep on Fifty there, West. There honestly, there, I didn't have I didn't have a bad one. They just came out with a new run of the uh, of the uh, Punch You in the IPA, which is absolutely fantastic they've got a great session over there right now that's um rainbow uh, road rainbow road Holy, that was amazing it was it was just sessionable but sessionable enough to where you almost forget you're drinking a beer it was really interesting i liked it a lot the coast to coast which is always on point mm-hmm. and the, i had coffee please at brunch last sunday and the which um, is just amazing really nice coffee bitterness to it and the uh uh, backseat meltdown. Yes, which is like a one point one and a half. Yeah, like a one. And I would tell you this: I think the 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 biggest one point five IPA. Like it's not yeah, quite a double. Yeah, yeah, it's not quite a double. I would say this: I thought that the most like IPA, you know, really heavy handed 
uh, with the with the bitterness uh, was the um, was the coast to coast, coast to coast. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So. All right. So, so anyway, yeah. Don't sleep on Fifty West. Get out there if you haven't been in a while. Because like I said, I've been there twice in the past I, week after mm-hmm. not having not been for a few months, and it's it's great. Get down there. And and I, I hadn't been in a while either, and and it was a treat. Uh, they had the Tillers playing uh yeah those guys are awesome terrific. they're they wonderful really are something else sort of so. like bluegrass kind of uh you know old what what would you even say old bluegrass kinda... and, and um and um uh folk and they even they even had they even did a little song that was like an old-fashioned like 20s mm-hmm. sounding thing which was really really yeah nice. so, so they were cool too and don't Shout forget, to and don't forget to, to say hi to Island Brown. She's a she's the wife of a good friend of mine, Michael Brown, who is the uh, one of the executive chefs over at Sprout, which we'd like to get him on too. Sprout over in Mount Adams, uh, so we'd like to get those guys on too one of these times because they're very. I'm trying to open this <laughs> this growler. <laughs> I'm a, this growler is tough, tough, tough to open, and a girl sealed that. That what we're trying to get, oh. what we're pawing at, so so. <laughs> It's too bad we're not periscoping this show because I think people would really be tri- tripping on it. Did you get it? Oh, I got the, it. Ever the bartender is this is I the, do this for a living. And again with our summer theme, this is the Dead Blow Tropical Stout. First time. Now I, I don't want to say it's the first time I've ever had it uh, because I did have a. Oh my. That's oh, no. spilling all over my oh, leg. Oh, no. and on our on our chair. Your oh, no. <laughs> it's dark beer, too. Your mother's going to kill us. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's not too bad. It's just all over me. <laughs> Mrs. Cisneros <laughs> is going to destroy us. Uh. <laughs> I, I can't say this will be the first time that I've had it, because while I was sitting there waiting for her to fill, my, uh, fill the growler and seal it so mercilessly, um, I had... I, this is the... What we're drinking now is the carbonated iteration, and I was—I uh, happened to have the nitro, which was well, absolutely. I was actually just noticing choice. this as I was pouring it into the glass. It settles a little bit like nitro. You can sort of have a clear, um, you know, like line of demarcation of where your beer is settling. Do you see that? I do. I do. It reminds me. That's how uh, Listerman Nutcase pours. Um, at least where I work at Brew River, it pours that way. Um, it's interesting. I forgot. I forgot. By the way, if, if anybody from Braxton out, is out there listening, I forgot my <laughs> long, long-stemmed Braxton beer glass that I was served the nitro, um, the nitro dead blow in. Uh, so let's uh, cheers. Cheers to you. Gigantic, gigantic head. By the way, yeah, um, big, huge. Almost the size of the boxer that's barking in the background. And again. Wow. Yeah. Carbo, I think a very different experience. Mm -hmm. I think you get out of it what the, what I had on the nitro was a, had a lot thicker, creamier Mm -hmm. flavor, very much akin to a Guinness, I suppose. This is a different experience. Well, and I'm curious. And I think you're getting, I think you're getting the tropical stout experience. So, what exactly is the tropical? Well, of the stout, I'm not picking up on it necessarily. I think it tastes like a nice, smoky, uh, just standard, beautiful stout. What is that? Does it have tropical it's, flavors? It's in it? brewed with dates. Dates. Which I asked the bartender while I was there because as as many of you know we interviewed Braxton they were our second show we discussed uh, the tropical stout with them uh, I was not aware that dates was going to be a uh, ingredient so I said are, is dates an additional ingredient like over and above the regular recipe and they said and I was told no it's no it's not but Guinness became a very very popular beer style in the tropics, in any place that it was hot. Oh yeah, that's was, why they have that toucan in their yeah, uh, it, it old was, it was it was it was huge in Africa. It was huge in Asia. It was it was it was, uh, and Guinness, much like I guess Coca Cola Company, at one time opened contract breweries 
throughout throughout the world, throughout Asia, throughout Africa, in uh, Latin America, in the Caribbean, uh, and and Guinness was actually, and, and I think part of it was, it it's 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 very smooth to begin with, and it's relatively light. Just you know, on its own. And then I think it might have been brewed a little bit differently in those various tropical locations. And it became a, a huge hit. It became a really big hit in, uh, I think, Thailand. Interesting. And Vietnam. Uh, and I think this is what they're going for. A little bit lighter taste. And then there was no nitro or anything like that in, you know, in in the... In the Caribbean right. <laughs> in, in 1920 or whatever, when or 19, you know, in, in 1800 or whenever, whenever they decided to start brewing these beers over there, mm-hmm. uh, so it was carb. I guess it was carbonated in the bottle, and that's and it was mostly sold in bottles. And that's this is I think this is what they're they're hearkening back to. Well, I like it. I um, oh, I think it's fantastic. I don't know. I'm, I actually like it better off nitro. I, I think, think maybe the tropical the idea of sort of tropical flavors um has just really with all this talk about you know the dead blow and the key lime and the what have you it's really been sort of throwing me off because i don't know what i was expecting with this i was because i asked when i got here today i said oh so this tropical is it what is it like coconut and you were like no it's tropical i was like well hey brainless don't you know where coconuts come from (laughs) it's 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 more I think it has my opinion it has more to do with, with the way is the beer is put together and presented and the and the and the lightness of it I, I mean and well and I mean if you th- it's a little bit for, you know for me getting confused this way it's sort of easy like do you think it's sort of a ploy to get people to think that they're going to have some sort of fruity tropical or key lime or something. And not necessarily a ploy like they're trying to trick people, but do you think those are kind of like buzzwords that they want to attach to these beers to get, you know, maybe the non-beer drinker to drink it? I, I think I think if they're Not that not that not that, you know, these terms are incorrect in describing the beers, but you know what I'm saying? I thought I think if there was never any kind of history with stouts being brewed and bottled and consumed in tropical locations you might you might imagine that but no but it's not you know it's not common knowledge for everyone it's not widely known for everyone for you know especially people who like the people that braxton wants to get in the door the not necessarily craft beer drinkers that's not known to everybody that's hardly known to me you know this was a little bit news to me i mean i knew it but didn't really think about it so well, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's. I don't That'll think be the hard hitting question yeah, I don't for Kevin it, Moreland and uh, the the uh, the Rouses. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think it's a ploy. I just think it's. A, I think it's something that they're trying to accurate because you know, if they were going to brew a straight up dry Irish stout, they'd call it a dry. They'd call it a dry Irish stout. If they were going to brew, if they were going to brew an oatmeal stout, which I'm sure they will at some point, mm-hmm. they'll call it oatmeal stout, and so on and so forth. So I think they were trying to capture the real essence of what the style is in this particular beer that to present to people that haven't necessarily drank beer of this style. That's I think that's the I think that's what I'm getting out of it and it's and it's and it's It's just easy for me you know if we had because i get sort of a little less you know the breweries themselves get some diehards i get a little more casual beer drinkers that know they like beer and they like craft beer but may not know um everything and i'll get into that a little bit when we get into beer school later um but you know i can see you know a couple sitting down at my bar and seeing that we have tropical stout and then you know Sorry, apologies, but you know the wife being like, "Ooh, tropical! Yes, let me try that." You know, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's just an interesting connection to make. Okay, well that's that's fair enough. I mean, I think uh, nonetheless, it's good. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be drinking this for the rest of the 
the program. Twelve dollars for a sixty-four ounce growler. Um, I think I paid seven dollars for the uh, for the thirty-two ounce growler of the Penny's Pills at Fifty West, and so that is from the beer fridge. And uh, so we'd like to thank everybody for um, paying attention to that, and we hope you go out and try the Puma Pills, the from Rheingeist, the Push Push. Push, Push Reel Pilsner from Moorline, the Penny's Pills from 50 West, the Dead Blow from Braxton, Braxton. and the Nelly's, Nelly's Key Lime Key Caribbean, Caribbean Ale. Ale from Taft's Ale House. I had, and well, anyway, I, I could discuss my, my beer drinking afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, but look, we're we're uh, we're kind of running up against time, uh, so right now we'd like to take a short break, and give you this uh, wonderful word from the folks at Brewhouse Dogbones. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hi everybody, Mike Cisneros here, and as a craft beer lover, you want the same thing I do: the finest in handmade lagers, ales, and stouts. But do you take the time to think about whether the same care and attention has been given to the treats you feed your dog? Well, I'm here to tell you about Brewhouse Dog Bones, made from the same wholesome malted barley that you'll find in the delicious beers from many of Cincy's finest craft breweries. Brewhouse Dog Bones are handmade in small batches using just three additional natural ingredients, peanut butter, organic eggs, and brown rice flour. So you know your best friend is enjoying almost the same great craft experience that you do. And Brewhouse Dog Bones are not only good for your dog, they're good for our community because they offer real-world training and a work co-op experience for developmentally disabled young adults ages 14 to 22 through the New Richmond, Sycamore, Marymount, and Oak Hills school districts. Brewhouse Dog Bones are available in the distinctive brown paper sacks with a red dog bone at some of Cincy's finest craft tap rooms, including Mount Carmel Brewing Company, Listerman Triple Digit Brewing in Cincinnati, and Old Firehouse Brewing in Williamsburg and great pet stores like Newtown Feed and Supply and Earthwise Pet Supply in Montgomery. For more information about Brewhouse Dog Bones, to carry Brewhouse in your taproom or pet store, or to find out how your school district can participate in the Brewhouse Dog Bones program, just contact Lisa Graham by visiting www.brewhousedogbones.com. Give your dog the craft experience with Brewhouse Dog Bones. Hey, we'd like to thank Don Hall at Eastgate Custom Graphics for our brand new Cincy Brewcast banner that we fly proudly at all of our Cincy Brewcast events. You know, Eastgate Custom Graphics is your one-stop shop, not only for banners, but for all kinds of silk screening and embroidery on t-shirts, hats, polo shirts, and so much more. No job is too big or small for Eastgate Custom Graphics, from one item to orders in the thousands. They are the team apparel specialists and can put together a winning look for your adult or youth sports team. From custom designed t-shirts for your beer league team to full uniforms including gear bags and hats for your elite sports club. ECG can also give your employees a truly professional look with custom embroidered workwear. And they are the only place to go for school spirit wear. They have all the schools in the Anderson Union Township area and even have hard to find items like official gym class uniforms and pro style caps eastgate custom graphics is located at 4459 mount carmel tabasco road right next to saint veronica church talk to don hall or any of the other fine folks at ecg at 513-528-7944 or visit www.ecgraphics with an x.com and customize your look today All right, welcome back to Cincy Brewcast. Once again, my name is Mike Cisneros, and uh, I'm joined by Tina Cisneros. Tina, how's it going? Oh, it's wonderful. These good. beers just I, keep going down. They just keep flowing real good. Mm-hmm. I, I just had a big taste of the Pilsner, and it's real good. Uh, yeah, the Pilsner, I'm actually warming up to the see, Pilsner. I'm, t- I'm telling you, man, it's, it is, it is, it, you know, Pilsner is not something to be trifled with. Honestly, I, maybe it's because it warmed up a little bit. Maybe. I mean, uh, you know. There, there are all sorts of reasons why people taste things and like and like like them one way or the other. Uh, while I was at Braxton today, and and Gnome wrote about this, he may mention it on uh, 
his segment that he recorded for us coming up uh, this week in beer. Uh, Which we haven't listened to yet. Yes, we haven't listened to yet, but... (laughs) But, but we guarantee it's going to be it's very going to be scintillating. I can tell you that. Uh, and he may discuss this, but and it and it's out. And he did have it in in his story on uh, thegnarlygnome dot com last week uh, about the new coffee that's c- going to be coming out of Braxton. The the original. Yeah, I saw the, the, the official about the that. official release date is uh, June sixteenth. Uh, they're also going to be announcing some some expanded hours. I think some stuff so in the AM, kinda, so you will be up both you'd be able to get both the coffee. And well, I was going to say that's kind of for the the serious <laughs> alcoholics, right? You wake up in the morning, you go have a coffee, have a beer, have a coffee. But have a beer, I, I, wake I, I up was and so get drunk. Yeah, I was so fortunate. Well, you know, <clears throat> like I mentioned to Nome in the text today, uh, that the classic uh, maxim: if you're going to drink all day, you got to start in the morning. Absolutely. Right? So, um, but I was fortunate enough while I was there that that Richard Dubay popped in, hey. and I, I gave him a little shout. Uh, he was he had been riding his bike, I guess, and he was drinking some water, I guess, after riding riding his bike. And then after he finished his cup of water, he went over to the tap and grabbed grabbed just a flight glass and, and poured himself a little Sparky. And I'm like, I was wondering when you. I said, Richard, I was wondering when you were going to start drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> and he was so nice to come over and say hi. And uh, he was he was telling me about the coffee. He's very excited about the coffee. And uh, he just said, he, I said, you know, there's a big, I said, there's a big thing of with coffee beers going on right now. And he goes, yeah, they're doing it wrong. And what's going to happen with this start, uh, uh, I'm sorry, start starter? It's, no. Um, uh, hold, oh, please. Uh, <laughs> I'm finding it. Keep talking. Uh, what's going to happen is, as he said to me, listen, he said, you get yourself a little bit of the coffee that we're going to have a little bit of the cold brewed coffee and you put that in the bottom of the glass and then you pour the blown gasket on top <laughs> that sounds he said and you will you will not want to stop drinking it i said i said there's a big thing with coffee beers all sorts of the, all the different places are interested in putting it in the mash because they're doing it wrong <laughs> um okay well so that's I, have, I have two things to say about that one is it's called starter. Huh. I have a question. What is the? I don't coffee? know. If, I don't know if I have the answer or not. Do we? Is the coffee like? Are it's, they getting it from a company? It's and just cold brewed. They've done Braxton a collaboration on it. They've done or, a collaboration with a uh, a coffee. Uh, so it's coffee on house. draft. The coffee's on draft. It's it's cold brewed coffee. They're okay. going to have the beans available. That they the, the blend obviously the beans. They're going to have a. Howler, a 32 ounce bottle of the coffee that you're going to be able to carry out, and then in- so you just swing into Braxton to get your morning coffee, and then inside the tap room you can either and I guess to go as well if you want to handle a hot glass growler of coffee, I guess you can. But well, they're going to have it. What? They're going to have it hot or cold in 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 the uh, in the tap room. That's really really interesting because don't you remember in their the interview we did with them in their our second show that they said. That they sort of wanted the craft beer tap rooms to be like the coffee houses where people bring their laptops and do their work and, you know, get the free Wi-Fi. And so that's really, really interesting. And he mentioned something else to me, which was really, really cool. And I said, hey, we'll mention it on the show. And he goes, no. Nah. He said, "You, I want you to keep that one under your hat for for a while. So... We'll just wow, tease it. Wow, ouch. We'll just, I don't even know what it is. We'll just tease it and we'll we'll uh, we'll let that come out. Uh, I'm sure he wants that to come out and you know when they bring it out it, sort of in a, in a wider Right. Yeah. In an actual like press release yeah, as or opposed to press a, release or in the actual, a few clowns of or, the podcast or actually in the release that's going to be on June 16th. So I don't think you can get any. So, I, I don't think you can get it. any better segue. There's a little news for you, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't think you can get any better segue into this week in beer. Here's the gnarly gnome. This week in beer. Thank you very much. Um, I wanted this to kind of compile all of the, uh, the 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 big events this week and some of the biggest beer releases and stuff in one spot for people to kind of 
uh, make sure they don't miss out on something if they really want to make it out to some of these. Um, I'm not going to include all of the uh, the regular events. Um, there's you know there's a lot of stuff going on at breweries every week, be it trivia nights or food trucks or things like that. So I'm not going to put those in there because there's way too many to name. Um, but I will throw out on Wednesday. There is a beer tasting at Marty's Hops and Vines for Rivertown at 6 p.m. Um, and then another kind of repeating event that I will throw out this weekend on Sunday. Rivertown also does um, their Sunday fun day brunch now. But since it's just getting started, I figured I'd go ahead and mention that one. Also this weekend, Friday and Saturday, is the Banshee Brew Festival at Kings Island. Um and I don't know a whole lot of details about that, who's being featured or what, but I know that there is um, a local presence there. So um, take your kids to Kings Island, let them go ride some rides and go drink some beer. Um, and then Saturday, you've got the Brothels, Bootleggers, and Booze Tour at Arnold's, which deserves big mention because it helps benefit the Brewery District, which... Um, if anybody was down there in the last 10 years and saw how much it's changed between then and now, um, they always need more support and they need the support of local beer drinkers. And the tours are really cool to go kind of see the history of Cincinnati and how it ties to beer. Um, so those are the events this week. Now I'll kind of um, run through some of the, the biggest beer releases from last week and for the upcoming week also. Uh, Christian Moorline's got a couple of them. The Push Real Pilsner is out in cans, which you heard about in From the Beer Fridge. And then down at the Lager House, they've also started um, tapping the Rye Baby. Um, On to Mad Tree, they are um, releasing Joyride, which is a pale ale um, brewed with lavender and local honey also. And that's a collaboration with Whole Foods Market. Old Firehouse out in Williamsburg. Uh, last Friday, tapped Burning Bush, their Raspberry Blonde, uh, which I had a chance to taste along the process. Um, it wasn't carbonated yet, but it was still really, really good. So if you haven't made it out to Old Firehouse yet, it's a perfect time to do it with um, the, the the Raspberry Blonde on tap. They still have High Rise on tap, which is their um, red coffee ale, and it's, it's also really good. So um, lots of fun stuff out there in Williamsburg. Um, Rheingeist has a few new ones this week. T-Rex, their black IPA is back. Um, they also have one called Dunk, which they're calling a German style ale. And then Spritz just came out, which is their Berliner Weiss, which, um, anybody who, um, is kind of on this, this sour tart trend right now, it's the perfect time of year for like a lighter, crisper, um, tart beer. So, um, I'm really curious to try that one. Mount Carmel announced that they are tapping their peanut butter brown, which if anybody made it out to their um, their anniversary party uh, last last month, I guess this last month, um, they uh, they ran out of that one really quick. So it's fun to see them bring that back on a larger scale in the tap room for more people to be able to try it. Taft's Ale House, um, you know, Nelly's is not a new beer. Um, it was one of the, their flagships that they released at opening, but it is now available in cans at the brewery, which for the summertime, again, is, is probably a really fun thing to have uh, sitting around the pool or out on the lake or whatever it may be. So it definitely deserves mention. Also deserving mention is Gustav, their Vienna lager, um, a style that I think gets kind of glanced over by a lot of people, but is really, really uh, delicious. If you haven't had um, Moorline's Exposition, is also a Vienna lager that I am kind of in love with. Urban Artifact has started releasing some of their seasonal beers within the last week or two. Um, has included the Clothesline, which is a uh, farmhouse ale, and um, their Key Punch, which is made with fresh key limes. So there's some really fun stuff around the city, some new stuff in cans that's always fun to see, um, and some some wonderful, wonderful stuff popping up around on tap. So make the rounds, try to get it all, uh, do what you have to do, but there is, um, there's definitely something for everybody to be drank 
um, this week and in the coming weeks. So cheers. Asked and answered. All right, and uh, that's our new liner there for our uh, Asked and Answered segment. We asked the question last week uh, during our live program at Listerman Brewing Company, and the question is a very, very simple one. Tina. What is the worst beer you've ever had? Very simple. All you got to do is uh, reply with the hashtag CBCQ. O-T-W, and the Q-O-T-W is in caps. With your answer, we are going to discuss this in length, maybe ad nauseum. (laughs) (laughs) Well, ad nauseum for sure, (laughs) my story. is ad makes it nauseating. I'll tell you because some of the stuff that uh, I've had is ranked, but there is only one that is the grand prize winner, and you'll have to tune in next week on our... uh, next show next podcast uh which we will be recording next week the uh what is that gonna be the the, uh, 15th uh june 15th 2015 we want to let everybody know also so that's asked and answered we also want to let everybody know that this week we overcame some of our technical difficulties and some of our graphics problems to finally submit artwork that was acceptable and deemed appropriate by itunes we are now in the itunes store search cincy brewcast that's a capital c i n c y capital b r e w c a s t there is a space correct between cincy and brewcast there is no space oh no absolutely no space but probably if you if you if you search it you know you'll find and 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 we're right there we're right there all 11 of our programs come up. You can download them. You can listen to them uh, on your iPhone, on your i, on your other Apple device. And look, so, it's come. I'm, I just opened up my uh, my podcasts, and look, there it is, the very first one, right next to Dan Savage. <laughs> and, uh, what is that? A knee, a knee point horror. That's, that's oh knife awful. point horror. A knife point horror. I listen. I listen to some podcasts that are like horror stories. The No Sleep Podcast, This American Life, Craft Beer Radio. Oh well, well, we have a competitor. And then uh, Welcome to Night Vale, which you actually went and, and saw a live I, performance I did see of. A, so I'm so. I'm I'm a fan of the uh, podcasts and the live shows and whatnot. So I'm very happy to see Cincy Brewcast at the top of the list of my podcasts, along with names such as Dan Savage and Welcome to Night Vale. Of course, you can still find each new program in our RSS feed, and you can subscribe to our RSS feed as well. Uh, all you got to do is go to. Uh, cincybrewcast.com www.cincybrewcast.com we are also in the which i i didn't know about this but i guess stitcher is another big podcast app Hmm. that a lot of people use we had actually request from somebody to say i'll start listening to you guys when you go on stitcher you mean the asshole yes. won't listen to well, us unless we're on Stitcher? I guess not. I guess hey, whoever what, you are. I guess that's what he uses. Let me tell you now, something. Now, wait a minute. Hold on. Now, you can't be you can't be abusing our, our newfound fans. I'm just kidding. We love you. Uh, we'll go on Stitcher as soon we, as possible. No, we, we are oh, already we're in process. Oh, oh, okay. Yes, we, we have submitted our podcast, and we are uh, in the approval uh, window right now, so in about five days. I can't imagine this not being approved because we're so freaking wonderful. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, uh, and of course, we're still we're still tearing it up at Cincy Brewcast on Twitter, Cincy Brewcast on Facebook, and uh, at Cincy Brewcast on Instagram, which I wish which, we did. God. Which I wish we did more. It will, uh, someday. It, it will someday when we when we get this podcast thing and this social media thing down. We will definitely do more of all of that. But we appreciate your support. We had fantastic support. So many friends and so many people uh, that we know uh, for, at Listerman's last week. It was week. overwhelming. It, it was really was. So gratifying, uh, in, including some of the beer bloggers. Dominic uh, uh, from Urban Artifact, their entertainment director, was there. Um, and we just we met so many we met so many wonderful people. I cannot tell you what an absolute 
treasure Dan Listerman is. He is just... He is... Like, I want to adopt him into my family. <laughs> no, I want him to I want him to adopt me. Right, that's, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> no offense to my, and we my, my actual uh, grandfather, uh, but... Again, we couldn't be more... Uh, we couldn't be more thankful to Alan Molman, who we had on the dog, uh, the, uh, the Brewhouse Dog Bones program, and said, we got to get you guys over to Listerman. This is, too, this is too much fun for us not to do over at the tap room, and he put it together in, like, lickety-split. It man. really was. That was and, really and, impressive. And and we had we Alan unfortunately was unable to join us, but uh, we had Dan and we had Jason Brewer and we had Patrick Gilroy, and we we really had a great time with everybody out there. So once again, thanks to all of them, and we are going to be doing it more. Uh, we think uh, we we have at least I think one nailed down. We don't want to announce. Maybe we'll announce it on the next program. But we've certainly got, I think, one nailed down and very possibly two uh, more of the live shows where we're going to come to you in in your favorite brewery. And uh, we really just can't uh, – I, I cannot express how much fun we had. So these live things are going to be – we're going to try to keep them special. We're going to try to keep them, you know, separated from – one another by a certain amount of time so they don't become oh here's another live show we want to build up we kind of want to announce them and build them up so we can maybe get a little bit more uh a a, a little bit more fan base and a little bit more fans in the stands if you will but we are definitely this is something that we've envisioned from the very beginning on the brewcast and we really are going to start kicking it into gear. It really, it really was sort of a dream come true. It was one of the first things we started talking about with this brewcast. The ultimate, one of the ultimate goals is to do a live show, to take it on the road, and to do that within, you know, for our eleventh episode, basically what just under three months is huge and kind of more than we ever thought. Well, and that, that we could get out and of that, it. So. And that goes a lot to you, Tina, and also to uh, the gnarly gnome without whom neither one of you we could not do this uh we also have a special right as thanks. you can tell it's sort of weird because gnome isn't in the studio with us today we're a little bit but we're sending the love gnome you're feeling we're, i hope hopefully you're feeling the love we're sending the love uh, and uh we would also be remiss with uh if we didn't mention chris camboras who joined us on our first episode who was right there at the very beginning and also scott Lau, who joined us uh for a couple of different episodes and was also very helpful in our in in sort of our f- formative and whether we you know we're trying to decide whether we're going to do maybe four people or you know we so far we've kind of been sticking to three people but we've had a few guests and things like that um let us know what you think let us know out there uh, you know you can respond to all of our social media um platforms and let us know do you think we need you know do you think we need somebody else besides tina and are you getting Nome sick of the three of us? Uh, <laughs> you want more shows? Are there, you know, are there certain places you want us to visit? Are there places that we need to do? Are there new breweries or new products or new things out there that all you got to do is let us know via our social media that we just discussed, and we will do our best to cover it, to get on it, to visit, to interview whatever person it is. So please, you know, we want to be as interactive and responsive to our fans as possible, and. Um, and certainly that's one big way we want to do it. We want to introduce now a little bit of a new segment. And um, Tina, being a certified English teacher. I, I am a certified 7th through 12th grade language arts teacher. She's going to take us to beer school. All right, so, <laughs> good Lord. Um, I'll put the echo or something on that, I mean, like like the other liners we've had today, a little weird, creepy oh, echo. God bless, okay. Um, so, this is a new segment, it's called Beer School, kind of just touching on things about beer that maybe we don't necessarily know or that we need cleared up. Um, so today, we, and as... Mike announced I have um, a background in education, so it's only natural that um, I went ahead and prepared this beer school segment for us. So part of the reason I wanted to do this specific topic that 
I'm talking about today is um, sort of twofold. One, it's sort of the most basic beer 101. Um, and kind of once I say what it is, you'll kind of get it. But it's also a question that I get a lot as a bartender that sort of, if more people knew, maybe we would understand a little bit better. So <clears throat> the big thing today that we're talking about in beer school is the difference between ales and lagers. And like I said, I will have somebody sit down at my bar and say, well, what ales do you have? What ales you? What, what, <laughs> what, do you have any ales? Well, sir, yeah, yes, we do. What kind of ales are you interested in? And sort of people think that like ale is a style of beer. And while you could say, sure, it is a style, um, it encompasses other styles, it's more of a, um, I don't know, how would you say it, a category I think it's. I think it's a, 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 a. I think it's almost like a manufacturing method. Don't yeah. You? Oh, absolutely. Sure. So, um, so anyway. Because lagering, lagering, which you'll get to in a minute, is a term mm-hmm. describing a process that the beer go, that lager beer goes through. There's no term of. There's no term of ailing, but. Again, it's it's more like a manu- it's more like the manufacturing process, and then by that it became known as ale. Sure. So. Yeah. Um. And so basically, we're just gonna go pretty, pretty basic, pretty general. Obviously, there are exceptions to every rule. Everything's not gonna be exactly the same from beer to beer to beer. So, um. So just generally, the difference between ales and lagers. Ales um, are the kind of the most commonly found classification of beer in craft breweries because they're easier to make. Um, The difference kind of comes down to the yeast. There's ale yeast and there's lager yeast. Ale yeast ferments at a warmer temperature um, between 55 and 70 degrees Fahrenheit, whereas lagers ferment, the lager yeast ferments at a cooler temperature around 38 to 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, When discussing the distinction between lagers and ales you probably have heard about um top fermenting yeast versus bottom fermenting yeast um ale yeast tends to float to the top during fermentation and lager yeast settles to the bottom that's not true in every single situation like i said it varies and this is kind of general um so top fermenting yeast and bottom fermenting yeast is not like necessarily a very true measure of what's a lager and what's an ale um so you definitely think of it as far as the fermentation temperatures it's kind of the biggest way to go with that um generally ales are um they're a little bit more robust have a little bit more robust taste they tend to be a little bit fruitier and aromatic they include more bitter beers like the hoppier beers are going to be ales for the most part um why why is that because because I guess probably because the ale yeast lends itself better to complementing the hops, I would assume. Um, and then they sort of have more of a complex taste and aroma. So the the big fuller-bodied beers, kind of the big beers, imperial IPAs, imperial stouts, uh, barley wines, things like that, those are going to be ales. Also, those include saisons, browns, wits, vices, and wheats, wits, vices, and veets, <laughs> vices and veets. as well as your pale ales, things like that. That's going to be, and if it has the word ale in it, it's an ale. Um, so India pale ale, imperial, Caribbean, India, Caribbean, Caribbean ale. Um, so that's kind of the, the beers that you would deal with as far as ales go. Um, lagers tend to be lighter tasting and tend to be highly carbonated and crisp, like the 50 West Penny's Pills that uh, we're sipping on right now. Um, they're a little bit smoother and more mellow flavor, so you're not going to have that big, um, you know, like you would with an Imperial IPA. You're not going to get that same sort of in your face um, it's going to be a little bit more subtle, a little less pronounced flavors in a lager. Um, and subtle, clean, balanced taste and aroma. So those beers tend to include Pilsners, like we said, Box and Doppelbox, Vienna Lagers, Dunkels, Oktoberfest slash Martzens, and Roush beers. So um, that's kind of, you know, when you have 
I mean, I don't know. I guess what else? Am I well, missing anything in beer well, school? Well, I, I just think it. I just think it's as I think as craft craft beers when they started craft brewing when it started was a lot of ales. Mm-hmm. And that's e- what you see. Like I said, they're easier to Guys easier graduating to make. from home brewing into having their own breweries brewed and continue to brew a lot of ales. Well, and I think it even can come down to equipment. Oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. Certainly. Well, so, I mean, certainly because, because of the fermentation temperature. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is why they're, they're in towns like Cincinnati or St. Louis, where Budweiser developed, or Cincinnati, where Unipol was developed, and Chainling, and 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 in in Detroit, not so much in a place like Detroit because they had natural ice, but in places like Cincinnati and St. Louis and farther south, they had to dig into the ground, into basements, to get cooler temperatures at which they could lager the beers. Mm-hmm. Uh, fortunately, uh, you know, above. North of Columbus, you know, the breweries up there, like Stroh's in Detroit, like Pabst and Schlitz in, in, in Milwaukee, they had ice six months out of the year. Mm-hmm. So they could cut it, and then they, 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 they did cellar the beer. They did cellar it and lager in the cellars, but they had the ice to keep it cool all year round. So they could produce lager beers all year where... Whereas we had to go deep into Whereas, the underworld where, where the Nellie hangs and out. And they couldn't, and we could not, and, and here in Cincinnati, we could not lager as readily or as often as they did in 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 in, in towns like Milwaukee and Detroit and Cleveland and Erie, Pennsylvania and Buffalo. And, you know, so that's why mm-hmm. so many of the really good, great loggers came out of there. Sure. St. Louis, I mean, Augie Bush, he had, he, had a, he had an ass load of money so he could buy ice. You know, from everywhere, and he refrigerated. He actually refrigerated with ice his rail cars uh, for for many many years. Uh, be, you know, before artificial refrigeration was developed uh, in order to keep the beer fresh and to uh, make sure that it uh, was as good as it can, as you know as, as good when it got to San Francisco as it was when it came out of the brewery in, in St. Louis. So. Mm-hmm. So well, that's uh, that's informative. That's very interesting. And stay uh, tuned. Um, we will have more segments. A little bit more, um, kind of. I'm I'm envisioning delving a little bit more deeply into styles. Um, definitely things about home brewing and things that we might not even ourselves know yet. But um, as we learn, we will educate you. So. If you have any further questions, make sure you tweet us or Facebook us or email us at all of our Cincy Brewcast um, social media platforms. Excellent. Fantastic. Thank you very much for uh, putting the work in on that. And uh, we've been trying to work that Class in. Class dismissed. The- <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've been trying to work that in for the last uh, couple of weeks, and uh, we finally did get it in this week. So. Well, see, we keep getting nervous that we're not going to have enough content, so we have it sitting on the back and then we always you know go 20 minutes over no matter what so right right um when we have a chance especially when we have a chance to talk to brewers and stuff like that we tend to go over anything else i mean i'm uh um well for just a select few of you lucky enough to have your name on the wall at braxton brewing company the backers party is this saturday the 13th um by invitation only you have to register. You have to get a ticket. If you haven't registered and you don't have your ticket, you're not getting in. So if you're not a backer, don't try and get in. It's pretty exclusive. I don't know. I'm just wow. kidding. Um, I'm just kidding. But Well, I mean, no, that's true. But um, but that's happening. So if you did happen to donate to the Braxton Kickstarter campaign and you've got your name on the wall and um, what have you, your party is coming up. So that will be this Saturday. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that – um is going on that we haven't covered i will say i'm not entirely sure about all of the other better beer um bars in town but i know that brew river gastro pub still has some citra high on tap wow really um yeah wow it's not really selling super quickly at 
Brew River. I almost got a growler of it today when I left work. Wow, that's something. Um, yeah, that's been my shift beer for the past couple, <laughs> couple, <laughs> couple of days. And, um, and why not? Yeah, so uh, if you missed Citra High, I know it's on it. Um, Brew River Gastro Pub. We also still have the uh, Madry Breckenridge collaboration Saison Ridge on draft. Um, we've got some pretty nice. How how is that? How is it? Yeah. We'll talk about it off the. Air. <laughs> It's a, it's uh, it's a I good mean, effort. It's a good effort. It's not a style that I like personally. Um, it's not necessarily a beer for me, but I know a lot of people who love it, and I know they're really proud of it there. So I don't want to say anything about it to, um, you know, to make <laughs> make it sound bad. It's not bad. It's um, but it's just it's interesting. Definitely try it. Um, what else? We've got some Rheingeist on. We have Rheingeist Belgian session called Twerp. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Yeah. Which I'm assuming is named after the city in Belgium, Antwerp. Uh-huh. Um, we have their um, Hans Vienna Twerp. Lager on. Um, let's see what else. We got our... The Vienna Lager, the Gustav over at uh, Taft's, by the way, is pretty damn good. Is it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. They don't make it like that at Hofbrau anymore, even. No. So. No. Um, so... Yeah, just kind of giving my <laughs> my bar a shameless plug. Those are kind of some cool oh, things oh. you can get on that's, uh, that's, at, at Brew River. That, um, that's cool. All right. Trying to think of what else. Uh, I think No mentioned it a little bit. Rivertown's brunch is a thing now. Um, and they're doing that every Sunday, I believe, with Wake and Bake Food Truck. And they've got some beers and craft cocktails and whatnot all right tina cisneros brewer gastro pub uh we'd like to thank gnarly gnome for checking in at gnarlygnome.com my name is mike cisneros and we'd like to thank you once again for listening to cincy brewcast the voice of cincy craft